Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 401 just 99 episodes, so that big 500, our 500th episode, it's just right around the corner. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Mr. Jordan Trained himself, Willie Saylor. Willie, what's going on, buddy? It's not Jordan Trains, it's I, Dave Schultz. Well, you might know him as the Leopard of Chapur. No, no one, no, no one would call Dave might, Schultz. You might know him as... No one uh, big champion. Probably. Well, I'm wearing Dave Schultz, too. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. He's the second Daniel Roy Lobdell. Will there be a third? Find out Thursday. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Who knows what he's ever going to say? Straight away, the father-to-be. Coming around the home stretch to fatherhood, Stephen Kyle Brackey. Stephen, how are you? I'm good. More importantly, how is your, your lovely bride? She's great. Off at school. I saw her this weekend. She seemed to be doing very well. Yeah. O- off of school? Off at school. Oh, off at school. Like she's off at the school teaching. Got it. Doing the, <laughs> doing the education thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. That was supposed to take up like 25 minutes. So the intro. So we're going to have a hard time stretching this into an hour. Not a lot going on, really, Christian. A little bit. A little. We had a little. There's a little, a little bit. Like a little nugget of meat. And that was... Uh, Ryan Sokol decommitted from Iowa. Um, somewhat of a, I didn't I mean, I didn't see that coming. Although, you know, you get a, he committed last October, right? Is that what I read? Jeez. Um, yeah, the, the early verbals, I, I don't understand them. Um, no, no, I don't mind, the, as we've talked about it before, don't mind them. It's fine, but I'm not sure what the, what the chess move is there. Even if you know you want to go someplace. You haven't even been able to talk about money or anything. So interesting for um, the Hawkeyes. I don't know where um, what it means for, for Sokol or what kind of needs Iowa's going to have. But I guess your initial thoughts on, on the decommitment from Ryan. Um, I don't know. Other than, you know, he gets a home visit from the staff last week and then goes to Ohio State and it must have been it must have been a visit that he just took because uh, it was an unofficial unofficial right yep. because he said he said he's going back next month and he's going to Ohio State in November as well so um, it must have been an unofficial uh, I don't I don't take it as much more than a than a kid being a kid, really. I mean, I mean, if you think about the thought process, um, you're committed before your sophomore year starts, or your, before your sophomore season starts, right? And then before your junior year, you take another visit, or you take a, a visit to Ohio State, where your friend uh, Kirk Fleet goes, 
and there's nice shiny things there and it's like maybe i should look around you know maybe i should have second thought but uh also i don't know i you don't have to i don't know i don't totally understand declaring something unless Except bankruptcy <laughs> unless you, you want to unless you want like why why couldn't and I'm not saying I don't I'm not saying that 16 17 year olds think this thing out all the way. Um, they definitely don't. That's yeah, right. <clears throat> uh but oftentimes when kids decommit um and commit I don't know that you have to really announce it. I like it cuz it's news. But I mean, I we, I, we like it because it keeps everybody up to date and gives us something to talk about. And, but let's say let's say that let's say that Sokol wanted to go to Iowa. He he committed to Iowa. Then he goes on a visit. And he's like, ah, eh, maybe maybe I should look around. What if he just doesn't say anything and and in the back of his mind thinks, you know, some staff take, will not recruit you if you verbaled. Um. Okay. Well, Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio State would not fit that description. Yeah. Well, Ohio, he was obviously at Ohio State, so right. if he's interested in Ohio State, he he doesn't have to declare. I, I guess what I'm saying is, for Ryan Sokol to decommit, uh, to make it public that he's looking around, he's not interested in. He's not interested in letting the public know so that Arizona State starts recruiting him, is he? You know, it doesn't seem that way. Hmm. Um, it seems like he went to Ohio State and he's like... Well, in general, like, yeah, Ohio for, for Ryan's <laughs> case in particular, you know, I, I don't know. But I think in general, you, when you see the decommitting, it's generally to let the, the coaching staffs at large programs at large know hey i'm on the market well okay let's take like kirkfleet for example right yes he came out he, he decommitted he decommitted twice i guess the first one the first one to make it public was probably a good thing because uh he's from minnesota he committed to minnesota mad early but uh if he would have just went around and took his visits that what i mean that wouldn't have changed anything in the in the recruiting world would it as in if kirk fleet had just been like hey john smith hey tom ryan hey kale sanderson can i visit right. your school yeah, yeah that's true so for like the mega recruits i suppose yeah you could definitely keep it on the you could keep it more on the dl i mean most of the kids <clears throat> that commit at any time nowadays they still end up getting home visits and still taking their five officials that's my point that's what i'm saying so whether they commit you know publicly whether they decommit publicly if they you know have committed publicly the, uh, most of them still end up going through the process and that's because you can't end up signing until i don't know what it is this year but approximately first or second week in november every year so it's like well why not just take them all now, that doesn't mean kids shouldn't commit early, but it's just everybody ends up going through the process anyway. Um, as yeah, far that, as – go ahead, Will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, 
you know, what if what if Ryan kind of had this thought, maybe I should take some visits, and he didn't make anything public that he's decommitting, and he took a visit here, and he took a visit there, and he took a visit here, and then ultimately made his decision. Maybe he sticks with Iowa. Maybe he goes somewhere else. I don't. I don't think that's a path that would be out of hand or, or, or detrimental in any way, right? The, the other thing with most of the kids, as I understand it, most of the kids that end up committing early, so to speak, you can't talk mo- – and, and I don't know what the rule is now because they just changed their recruiting rules, so I'm wondering if they change this as well. But you can't talk money with a kid till at least into their junior year, if not into their senior year, right? So most of the kids that commit early – kind of do it of their own volition right it's not coaches pressuring them because they can't it's, really it's yeah, just it's they, they want to do it there. right i like this i like what i see i want to be part of this and so they end up committing um but the, the way the rules are now because you can't talk money because you you can't even take unofficials until your junior year not only can you not take officials until your junior year you can't take unofficials until your junior year so the ncaa has kind of made it so um, if coaches are pressuring kids to commit, which I 100% is believe is not the case with Sokol, um, like they'll get they'll get boxed in, right? They'll get caught. So a lot of times it's just the kid, and they don't exactly know what they want yet because they haven't <clears throat> been even been on an unofficial visit. Yeah. Uh, in other Hawkeye news, uh, Jason Renneria no longer on the team uh, a lot I mean I don't know how much we want to get into with Jason but uh, it is it should be mentioned that you know there's a mate you know dealing with illness in his family and I can't help but believe that played some role in things not working out for him at Iowa um, and so you know wish nothing but the best for for Jason and and too bad it didn't work out I hope we can at some point see him on the mat again because I think he's a definite. I mean, he proved his his true freshman year. He was a D one caliber guy. Uh, had some nice wins. Needed to be at the right weight and in the right situation. And Iowa wasn't the right situation at least last year for him. So I don't know what it means for Jason long term, but um, just hope he and his family, uh, you know, situation is is all right. Yeah, and, and then. You know, as it uh, applies to the Hawkeyes, right? You lose Sokol and Renteria in one day, so you got to f- that that kind of affects your plans at forty one, forty nine yeah. going forward. Um, whether it's depth, whether it's finding starters, whether it's finding long term options. Uh, so you know, obviously, Here's the we'll be scouring the the big boards and rankings and kind of seeing who's in play to to end up going to the Hawkeyes. But yes, yeah, everything Christian said as far as uh, hope everything is good with him and his family. Yeah, I I think for the Hawkeyes, I I, I had kind of a thought you know Jay Rent at forty one could be a real difference maker and the the reports out of the room was he's doing great and maybe the best guy at that weight class for them, but now with with this happening and the I, Iowa really making a push this year, I think you go Teasdale DeSanto thirty three forty one. Um, I just. I don't think Murin's the difference maker you need at that weight. At a weight right now where there's no Yanni, right? No Jaden Ironman. McKenna's gone. This weight's cleared out. And I mean, we're looking at Dom Dimas, uh, Nick Lee, the 
probably the two top-ranked guys coming out. I mean, you throw DeSanto in that mix. I think he's he's a very reasonably a top four or five guy at that weight with you know crazy upside. And I, I don't know how he matches up with Nick Lee. I think that's a crazy matchup. And Dom Dimas, how would anyone know? But uh, I think he's in that mix for sure. And then as good as it sounds like Teasdale's doing for now, and if he can stay on on the path. That's a that is the best upside lineup for Iowa is DeSanto Teasdale thirty three or Teasdale DeSanto at thirty three and forty one. I think so too. I mean, I thought I thought so before there was no Jamie. I don't know. Um, yeah. For for me, for me, I, I I don't know if I'm Iowa and if I'm an Iowa fan, it's certainly better to have other options than it's not right certainly certainly better to consider when you're thinking about things that okay jay rents in the room sokol's coming certainly better to have those options at the same time i don't i just don't think me personally i don't think like either of them are, are, are any sort of cause for alarm you know it, it it's like on the surface, Jay Rent's not here, and Sokol decommits on the same day. And it's like, oh, that's a bad look. But really, like, I don't know how big of a deal it is. I mean, Jay Rent was, Jay Rent was always going to be a bonus. I mean, he was only there, you know, he didn't even wrestle a match last year. He was always considered a project, in my opinion. Um, and Sokol's two years away from even stepping foot on campus, which means, number one, he still could come to Iowa. And number two, if he doesn't, you have like two or three years to find a different guy. Right. Now, who? what is uh, Iowa looking like at 49 long term with this? With no Jay Rent, and, and as you mentioned, Sokol wouldn't have been there for two years, but uh, Lugo's a senior, right? So what's, what's next year? Is it... Bumped up Murin. That would be my assumption. Um, it'd be a bumped up Murin, or they have. Um, hey, where's Jer- Jaron Glosser? Well, he was 57 on the roster. Yeah. I don't know. I don't personally know what Jaron Glosser's weight cut is. So yeah, maybe he would be you an don't? option to to suck him down. But <laughs> I mean, they sucked Caleb Young down last year, and that did awesome. Did really good. I I I, I like Glosser a lot. I think he's a potential option. He's also a senior this year. Okay. So that, so that hurts. That's going to really crush that yeah. idea. But yeah, the, the, the way that I have it looking is, yeah, they, they bump up Murin. Um, I don't know, you know, if Murin would feel comfortable doing that, but that's kind of what I have. And then they have, uh, you know, Kobe Seabricht is a freshman right now that's around that weight. You know, and then the other guys that I'm showing are Keegan Shaw and, and Zach Axmere, and Shaw's a junior, so. That won't. So, yeah, I mean, long-term, that would be, or even short-term, honestly, like that. that's Iowa's probably biggest need. Yeah, Murin. Yeah. And then, you know, they still have two years of Murin, potentially 40. I, I thought he looked pretty big last year at 41. I thought he looked kind of strong. Um, so I, I think he could reasonably move up, especially if, if – Teasdale DeSanto is the the way you go at 33 and 41. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know if you want to continue the Hawkeye hour here, but let's do it. Uh, 
something I tweeted yesterday. I was, I was looking. I was like, if Iowa wins next year, why can't they win in twenty twenty one? Also, yeah, because what, Penn State will be worse, or could potentially be worse. Well, at least there's more unknowns. Well, they certainly and they return like eight starters. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. Um, it, it depends, and, and actually, I think for you to ask that question, we kind of transitioned a little bit to a Penn State thing, whereas, you know, it was speculated that Mark was going to take an Olympic red shirt. Um, I think w- Willie thought so. I think everyone kind of thought that was the word, but I don't know. Maybe I not. I thought so for sure. Yeah, seems like not for sure. Seems like you know, maybe. I mean, seems like probably not. Yeah, it seems to be shifting the other way. Yeah, no. I mean, I was, I was wrong. I mean, I thought he, I thought he for sure was, um, just reading the tea leaves and and just murmurs from people, and, but you know when there was a social post yesterday like we're coming this year or something like that and it was him and Chenzo right. It said senior season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. Also, that that sort of points to he's wrestling, which means, uh, to Dan's point, I call them Dan. I just called them Dan. Uh, to Nomad's point, that you know, no Chenzo, no Mark Hall the following year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're right. But now, if they have, <laughs> they're gonna be tough to beat with Mark and Chenzo in the lineup, though. And Kasar. Don't know. I'm saying, yeah. but there were the questions, and for sure. With those guys in, it's going to be tough because their back half is, well, starting with Chenzo, Chenzo, Mark, Rashid, Connell, Kassar is really, really, really good. Um, now, the front five for, for Iowa is really good, and they've got some good guys in, in the back. They have maybe a more complete team but because you don't still don't know what's going to happen at 25 with, with Penn State, right? 33, you got to figure they're going to be good. 41, they're going to be good again. But 49 and 57, definitely going to be question marks. I mean, they're going to be really, I think they're going to be tough there. Verclearing is going to be tough. And um, Brady Berge, Brady Berge is interesting because. X factor, in my opinion. Big X factor. Because there's a chance he's like at the right weight. Nolf's gone. Well, not that that was his teammate anyways. But like, you know, that, that weight doesn't have that big monster there. It's going to be Hayden Hydley, who's who's excellent, and Ryan Deacon. He's going to be in those matches. Those are not, like, total dominators that are going to destroy. I think he's going to be in a lot of these matches and come come March. And this is kind of what I thought he would be last year, but I just think the weight was, was too much. But, man, he's he's someone that could that they're going to need probably to be in that top um, top five-ish range. And it, there's a potential he can. Yeah, the weight thing could be huge. Like, I just – I think I think that affected his activity level, his energy level, his ability to consistently put up points, and I think it'll be a little easier for him now to do so. Right? I just think that was a hard. I do too. Cut. Um, I mean, we're sort of we're sort of talking about NCAA team race now, and you take Iowa, you take Penn State. Um, I think there's a lot of pros and cons there, and, and it should be a good race. I mean, the other two that you, I think you have to think about, well, Okie State, uh, we didn't, I don't think we talked about Cade, right? Um, I mean, oh, no. That happened, I think, after radio. Friday. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, Cade Brock out ACL. What what I think it means maybe is if Dayton Richards, I don't know what they do at thirty three, but uh, but now we we almost certainly see G at forty one and and Boo at forty nine, right? Oh yeah, have to figure. So that's good good for G. I mean, I, part of me wonders, man, that could have been an interesting wrestle off between Boo or between G and Cade Brock. Um, especially with with Cade's, and it probably would have come down to tournaments and them entering. But Cade struggles getting away. G's good on top, and you know that that have been a that have been a match, and that's not something I would have predicted a couple of years ago. But as it stands, G probably gonna be the guy at forty one. Dayton, okay. Dayton apparently can take classes in Olympic red shirt. Yes. We did not know this. I wanted No, don't no, act no, like no, you knew. No, 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 because here's the thing, because you sounded so convinced and I wanted to say it. I think it I think that is Ivy's where that is the case. Kyle Snyder was Be- on it. All these guys um, It's also possible the rules have changed. Possibly. Cuz you said that and I was like, mm, I don't know about that." But you kept going. But everything no, I have heard well, is like, that that is not the case at all. It. It's it's not like me. It's that's been the rule. Everybody has been saying that. Who? I don't know. You I, say everybody. I I I I have never heard that. Yanni literally just said in his interview, "I can't be enrolled." I'm saying Ivy's. Ivy's is the case. I know. Not but, other schools. No, Matt. That was the rule. Yeah. Like, they didn't. TP just didn't make that up out of thin air. That was the rule. But, but again, is that the rule for Ivy's or is it the rule for, the rule? For everyone. Because Yanni's only operating under Cornell. We know. We know that's all. So I, I think it's just for Ivy's. Because I think it, has, it kind of falls under a pseudo gray shirt as well. For a that. pseudo gray shirt. We should get Professor Mitten online. See if he did it. We need to get him to uh, arbitrate this. I bet it's I different for out, each school. I think he took out Mrs. Plum with the lead pipe. In the study. So... Um, yeah, we'll see. I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, Dayton going to be enrolled, but maybe Olympic redshirting. Sounds like – I guess he is. I don't know. We'll see. I guess Kazakhstan would uh, will determine a lot. Like if he medals I, – I don't know, really. Should it, though? Like if he doesn't medal or medals, should that really impact decision? I don't think. And, like, they're not – man, Oklahoma State's not going to be in a team title race this year. It's not – they're not, right? Uh, I don't Hello? know. I don't mean maybe. Um, no, I don't think team title. I think team trophy. Yeah, team title. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know about trophy if Brock's out. It's gonna be tough. They need like Who pitch. The, who's at thirty three? God, I have no idea. Can Gary Wayne get another year? Come <laughs> back. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. It's so crazy. We were talking about they have all this depth, this log jam. Now, now they're going to be like looking for a 33 and maybe a 41. Reese Woodcraft or Jet Taylor? Oh uh, yeah, they could they could go with Reese Woodcraft. They're, I like Reese. Yeah, Not get him that. out there because he's going to be on on the on the bench next year either way. I like right. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. Team trophy was realistic anyway. Actually, now I'm looking at the lineup. No, I don't think so. I mean, who knows? 
Two get on their fourth if like I mean you're plugging in freshman Montalvo, freshman Whitlake, uh wide sheets, booze always hurt, you know. Their heavyweight is not gonna be Derek White. Oh yeah. Uh Cornelius Putnam is the heavyweight. <clears throat> and then you're talking struck. about No, that yeah. No. No what, Willie? It fell through? Mm-hmm. They couldn't get it. That's, what happened? It's 100% not happening. Where's he going? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowheresville? Dang. Nowhere. S- stinks for Streck. Uh, yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, it's not happening. Watch, they'll freaking get third this year. But I, it's going to be tough. They're going to be good at a lot of weights, but, man. They're going to need someone. They're going to need, like, G, Boo, Pitch to, like, ball out. Then they'll need someone like uh, Whitlake to be really good right away and Gear to make a jump. Just a, a lot of things that will be very difficult to have happen. Oh, Joe Smith. That, that kind of stinks for Joe and Pitch's senior year. Well, that's how it goes. Because, I mean, I mean, we talked a couple episodes ago about um, Iowa State potentially – Overtaking them for at least Big Twelve this year. Yeah, Big Twelve's going to be very interesting. And now with Cade Brock out, I mean, we were talking about that with Cade Brock still in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is with uh, with Cade, Cade could have gone potentially down to thirty three and slide G in at forty one if Dayton Richards. And it's really like you know, there, there's a drop off when Dayton Fix isn't on your team, but it's it's definitely minimized with um, if Cade can slide in. But now, no Dayton, no Cade. In the G slot, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for them to do. They're gonna have a lot of really good guys, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard going. Um, okay, so that's that was Iowa. <laughs> Hokie's gotta feel good about. Hokie's that. gotta be feeling great about that. Um, all right, so we talked about Mark Hall not redshirting. That definitely tips things for, for Penn State. I, they're gonna be tough to pick against when. When Penn State has tried to win, they've won every time. And that is what is in my brain right now. And with the well, Olympic trials scheduled to be there, I believe that they're going to want to keep that momentum going. Well, this is funny. I don't think the Olympic trials has much much to do with their intentions to win. but It sure as hell should. <laughs> if, 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 if I'm hosting the Olympic trials, I sure as hell want to go in kicking butt. Okay. And claiming my fifth straight as opposed to being finishing third. Hypoth- okay, hypothetically, if Olympic trials were at Iowa, Iowa again, would it would that impact their intentions coming into this year in any way, shape, or form? Do you think that is going to adjust how Kale Sanderson approaches this year? Yeah. The Olympic well, that's what, that's why I said when I did that when I did that roster review like two months ago, whatever. I said they're either going to be all out or all in, and it doesn't make any sense for them to be all out. On a year where they're hosting the Olympic trials, it just, it just. That's why just would a they? Made up thing, Nomad. That's a thing you just made up in your mind that the Olympic trials is somehow going to impact their effort this year. <laughs> I'm that not saying it's going to impact. Okay, you just I, said it was going to impact their effort. Yeah, but why would you want? Why would you push to host the Olympic trials and then be like, yeah, we're redshirt and everybody, we're out on this year, we're going to get seventh? Because those two things have because absolutely guys, nothing to do with each other. Because they have guys like David Taylor and Bo Nickel and. And Jason Nolf and Zane Rutherford, that's why. Yeah, that's great. I would also want my college team to be very good so that my 
so that when when I'm when I'm pushing Olympic trials at home duels at Rec Hall this year, I'm like, it's not it's not. Oh man, hey, we're we're struggling here. We're struggling relative to what we've been. They're not gonna. I still don't think they're gonna punt. sell out Rec Hall. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about selling so a call. They, I'm just saying, okay, all right, here, about. answer this question. If you are hosting Olympic trials, would you rather your team be a national champ or not be the national champ? I wouldn't care because I'm hosting Olympic trials. Those two. You wouldn't cool. care at all? Obviously, no, I would care because that would be my job. If I was Kill Sanders, it would be my job for my team to be good. But it had, like CP's saying, it has nothing to do with, they don't have anything to do with each other. Absolutely nothing. All right. There's well, no two things that are less okay. related. All right. They only. They Take out this year. 2024 Olympic trials. Pick a place. Uh-huh. NC State, Michigan, whomever, Oklahoma State. Would you not think that they would kind of align their lineup to be really good if they, so there's momentum okay. for them going in? No. If NC State. Okay, all right, all right. Hosting, you guys say no. You guys say no. Move on. You guys say no. Move on. I think I think it does matter to them, and I think it should matter to them. I think it makes sense for it to matter to them. You guys disagree. You're right. We do. If they were hosting NCAAs. <laughs> I, on, uh, that but they're not hosting NCAAs at Rec Hall. Yeah, I know. I know that. Just like they're not hosting all of at, this, at no, the no. Pavilion or whatever it's called in Minnesota. We know. We know all this. We know where NCAAs are. Just saying. There's nothing that's not related. All that right. Related. Will Minnesota try harder because they are in Minneapolis? <sighs> I don't know. They should. <laughs> I think if you are hosting an event, yes, you should be. You should be putting resources. Anything. You should be hosting an event. You should be putting resources into it, whether it directly affects your team or not. Hold on. Do you think? Here's my thing. Do you think Kirk Cousins will play harder because NCAs are in Minnesota? <laughs> Those two are yeah. similarly related. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> duh. Every school that hosts a conference championship, they need to try really hard. They need to try so hard. Yeah, I, if no I was hosting, way. they if, need to try if, hard. If, if if I knew that I was hosting a conference championship, which matters less than Civil A's, yeah, sure, I would I would try to align my lineup to be better in that year than maybe in a year before or after. Why to take why advantage of the home field advantage? Because because of because you're worried about attendance at the Olympic trials. Is that why? Or any just anything, Will? Just anything. Good, good vibes, if right? The, attendance, the, anything. <laughs> Look, okay, you guys disagree. But it should matter. It should always matter. Hey, if go. you are hosting an event, even if the you Eagles, should coordinate your Eagles resources. You should coordinate your resources so that your team is better mm. for that event same, in that year. The thing, they're, they're not at that event. Nick Lee's not wrestling I at the Olympic trials. I understand that. I understand that. It doesn't that. seem like you do. I understand that. that. I understand that the college team and the Olympic trials are two different things. However, mm. if I was a coach and I was hosting the Olympic trials, I would try to put my best team forward to try to win a national title as opposed to like if there's if there if there are roster moves that I could make and I had to sacrifice 2019, 2020 or 2021 and I was hosting Olympic trials in 2020, I would sacrifice, so to speak, 2019 or 2021 and go full steam ahead in 2020. You That's what I, I mean. I would if I was an individual, I would make the best decision for me because when I grew up since five years old, just like Craig Sesker, when I grew up five years old, wanting to be an Olympic champion. Well, yeah, Mark of course. Hall did that. And should he take an Olympic? Should he not take an Olympic? He should, I, I, I feel he should do what's best for him. I mean, I also, you know, I also feel like there's, there is a component where 
you do what your coach has asked you, you know, this, any school that you go to, if you go to Iowa, if you go to Penn State, if you go to Ohio State, they gave you an opportunity. The coaches have been loyal to you and trained you and, and done the best for you. If you can return the favor and be in the lineup in a year that they really need you to get a title, true. But I think everybody should make the best decision and I don't think it should be based upon the attendance of the Olympic trials themselves. I mean, it's the same thing with Aaron Brooks, right? Like, they have expressed that they would probably like to focus on senior level this year, right? Feral, open, so on and so forth. Qualifying for the trials, that whole process. However, they also know, hey, we signed this to be a part of this team and if the team says, hey, you know, Shakur can't come back, right? If that happens, then, yeah, Aaron Brooks would be like, okay, I'm suiting up. Be wearing, I'm going to be wearing the blue and white this year. It, It's a give and take there. All right. Let's go. Let's get a little D1 talk <clears throat> in. We should have a correspondent sometime on the show just to check the weather outside. What's the weather like? Just have Efren stand get... out there and be like, it's pretty hot. Efren does look like a weatherman. He No, he it's used to do that. Day. He was a... He used he, to... No, he wasn't a weatherman, but he'd be like on location. Efren Salinas, Channel 5 News. He would like do that. Y'all don't even know who Efren is, so I'll stop. 125 tiers. We're going to talk about it. They would have listened to Space Stupid we, Podcast. We used, to, we used to do this more, and now we haven't. And now the summer's coming to a close. We haven't done any tiers for fears. So we're going to get into 125. Nomad has it broken up. And I forgot that that's how we did this. Nomad puts in his tiers, and then we agree and or disagree about them. And I, then we fight him. I, I, quick, I quickly quit 25. He, okay. So he's got tier one includes the following three individuals. Spencer Lee, Jack Mueller, and Sebastian Rivera. Tier two, and then this is where we'll stop and discuss, contains Nick Piccinini and Patrick Glory. This is where we fight. This is where we fight because why, Bracky? Uh, just looking at it right away. This is the first time looking at it. I feel like Pitch should be in tier Boom. one. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Does that Pat put Pat Glory all alone on tier two island? Maybe it does because I think Glory is tier two, uh, but... Yeah, I think, I mean, Pitch, he did beat Spencer Lee, which is something that Jack Mueller cannot say. Well, it's a, I, I, when I started doing this, I had the same question that I had uh, last year, which is should Spencer Lee be alone on Tier 1? Because for the past two years, he's the only one that's won it, and he has scored 51.5 points at NCAAs, which puts him on pace to be like, Number two or three all-time in career points. So I think, I mean, the guy has not had an undefeated season. Um, he's what was not his had, losses he, as a freshman? Was it He lost to Bresser and Nato. And Nato. And Nato. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. So he has, mm-hmm. and he lost to Seabass uh, at Midlands. Pitch. And Pitch. So he has four losses. So I think. No, he I, also lost to. He also lost to Seabass. Twice. At Big Tens. Right, two losses to Seabass. 
And I, I that's the only person that's beat him twice because Nate only beat him once. If you have two losses and three losses in a year, I, he's clearly the number one guy and not picking against him again. But I don't think he can be in a tier on his own when he's losing with that kind of fre- frequency, right? Because um, on the one hand, yeah, he, you can say he's, he's just so money in March. But on the other hand, that, that you know, sometimes – the way probabilities work, right? Right, and so that's why I did not have him on a tier by himself. No. I considered it again, and obviously Mueller did not beat him. Jack Mueller has never beaten him in since middle school. Um, but Sebastian has beaten him twice, but we all saw what happened when Mueller wrestled uh, Rivera. Right. So I think that should be the top tier. Nick Pitch is 1-3 against Spencer. Um, the two other guys that he's lost to at NCAA's are Ethan Lezak, he's gone, and Vito for this year is gone, right? Olympic redshirting. Mm-hmm. Um, but given that he's one and three against Spencer, um, somehow we haven't seen him against Rivera or I know Mueller. I really want so that. So that's kind of why I'm match. I'm okay if you if you want to put him in tier one, but the the evidence is that while he did beat Spencer the one time, he has gotten beat by him worse at NCAAs. That is true. The NCAA matches were fall in 358 and 11-4 uh, well, for Spencer. This year's was like 7-4, and he tried to move with like five seconds left. It was yeah. like a five-point move for Spencer. Yeah, it was, it was a little closer than that. Um, yeah, I think pitch is pretty clearly at – to, in my mind, tier tier one guy. If if Mueller and Rivera are in there, then yeah, Pitch absolutely. belongs in there. He's only lost to two guys ever in his career that weren't all Americans: uh, Sean Foz and Noah Boffman. In the Boffman one, he's kind of kind of got caught in a scramble and pinned. Yeah, oh, that Boffman. Uh, and he was really undefeated there. until the NCAA semifinals this year. And yeah, he pinned Spencer Lee. Yeah, he's he's tier one. Okay, Gl- Glory and Glo- I'm telling you, Glory can enter that. I mean, I, I think I think it could be a, just a filthy top five with. with hey, these is uh, is Glory confirmed back at twenty five? Yes. In wrestling. Yes. Why did we think he was not gonna uh, they, wrestle this year? They bandied it about. They bandied it about. Yes. <laughs> is that some sort of Australian folksy <laughs> saying? Yes. yes. What does that mean? No, there were conversations, but he he is he's wrestling one twenty five for them this year. I kind of like bandied it about. Mm-hmm. You never heard that before? No, no, sir. Yeah. Must be strictly Baltimore County speak. No, uh, that's 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 fancy speak. Ask Babe as parasol, too. Um, no, but Glory has, I mean, Glory was very close. Well, the one time with Spencer. Yeah. Um, obviously, him and Sebastian Rivera are close. Rivera's won. And then him and Pitch was a great match. Remember when? Remember that time? Glory got tech falled, and everyone's like, dude, he looked good. He looked great. Pat Glory is <laughs> nasty, boy. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I did not think that, but I know Willie did. Um, Willie was like, man, Glory looked pretty good. I well, think, I thought I, that Glory. I was, I was, I was not just, on that. I was, not, I was like, I was I was like guys, he got wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I did think, look, there's levels to that, because I was about to dunk on the people that said that, too. I did think Glory showed some moments, but there was a lot of people like, 
Do you see Glory? He's coming, dude. He's coming. Well, he just got that. Well, you you were kind of. There was a specific moment in that match where he wasn't where on his back. It shifted. People were like, "Wow," because they were in a good scramble on their feet, and then, you know, I mean, look, Glory's biggest issue is bottom, right? If he can get that short up, now I'm not talking about specifically Spencer per se, but if he can get that short up, yeah, that's that's going to be. I mean, that's why he lost the. That's why he lost the pitch match. Right, he took pitch down hey. twice, yeah. and then got turned, I believe, twice. That hurts. So this, Christian's right. This is a really, really awesome top five of known commodities that can bang at one twenty-five, and maybe even, I don't know. I don't think Ravon Foley is in that tier, but I think he makes for a really solid six. But is this everybody? No matter, you have everybody in here. I need Jacob I mean, Camacho I, in the I mean, in the I, tier I copied and pasted from, like, the first 38 cells of Spay's ranking sheet. So, right. so, I, so I think... I so think, uh, there's a lot of people in here. I don't know. Well... You want Camacho in Tier 3? Do you think yeah. Camacho can AA this year? Not Tier 5. Yes, I think he can AA this year. Okay. I think... I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is it's a, it's a really solid at the top, but... I don't know. There's nobody really exciting after that. Six, six, seven, eight is going to be a Deal, rotating dealer's choice. Yeah, cast of characters, unless Foley yeah. just cements I th- himself. I think he which, could. Which he, I think yeah. Foley. I think it's going to be like we have this awesome five, and then like Foley, maybe we'll get near it. Maybe he'll be able to, like, he could beat a glory every now and again. But I think the two, the two years he's put together, I think you can say you can feel really good about Rayvon Foley placing. I mean, he was. As far as I could tell, injured last year towards the end, and gutted it out, placed, beat some good dudes at NCAs along the way. Uh, I think I think Foley. There's everything I've heard about him and and also observed. I think you can say this is a solid AA next year for Michigan State. Yeah, I just I think that. But yeah, Michael McGee and Corbin Myers. Uh, I don't know. Right. So that was another one, right? I I was I thought about Foley just being tier three by himself because. Um, like you were saying, tier one, tier two, you know, we can debate about should pitch be in it, should Spencer have by himself. But the point is, like those five guys, if they don't AA, something happened, right? Something happened. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate. I that. think Foley's top, on his own. Yeah. The top four, uh, the top four, and then Glory on his own at tier two or tier t- two, and Foley on his own at tier three. Yeah, but Foley, as far as being able to to jump into that next one. I mean, look at some of his losses. 13-5 to Glory, 12-2 to Vito. Again, I know Vito's not going. 14-6 to Sebastian, 13-3 Sebastian, um, 4-1 to Pitch. So, like, there's... Those are, was that all his losses last year? Uh, well, he also lost to uh, Drew Hildebrandt. He had a uh, sudden victory. And then uh, it looks like he met fourth against Elijah Oliver, so that's obviously doesn't count. But, yeah, right? I mean, that's that's a... No real bad losses. No. Even in terms of uh, Hildebrandt's going to – I mean, Hildebrandt's going to probably be top 10 to start the year, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I'd be fine putting him by himself. Uh, and then after that, it's a lot of rock, paper, scissors. How good do we think Pat McKee's going to be year one? I have never – similar to his brother. Well, let's, let's I've never been about... as high on him in folk as I have in free. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we can talk about all the freshmen. We talk about the the redshirt report. Now we can kind of 
<clears throat> slot them in, right? We just kind of talked about them as freshmen coming in. Now we can kind of slot them in here. Pat McKee really. the best did lose to Malik Hansman 14 to 8 last year. Oh boy. That kind of gives you an idea. Yeah. He's he's got some work to do. Yeah. Will he say something? Well, who's, you know, let's let's talk about we talked about the established stars, the veterans. The best of the incoming are, and I know we hit on this on the previous show, but the best of the incoming at 25 are Camacho, Melendez, McKee, right? Mm-hmm. I think those are big three. What uh, do you think about – how much do you like Melendez, Willie? Uh, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be solid. I don't – I'm not really enthusiastic about any of them, really. Yeah. Um, they all kind of cannibalize each other. I think – I don't know. Melendez had weight issues last year. Oh, yeah, Alex that's Thompson, right. Alex Thompson had weight issues last year. Um, what? Yeah, is Thompson going 25? Yeah. Because they need a 33. Or no, no, they got Jevin still. Never mind. Disregard. Disregard. Well, it's disregarded. Nebraska, Nebraska is really interesting down low. Not that they have world beaters, but... They're really young, and they could all theoretically move up. I mean, I you know I was I was on board of the Alex Thompson career one twenty five, but at this point I'd be surprised. If I don't happened. think you can ever say those words. The, like you just cannot say those words, except maybe Kurt McHenry. And mm-hmm. even still, e- even then, I'm, he might show up with 141 day. And be like, all right, I'm well. still kind of prepared. I'm not even writing that out that Kurt McHenry somehow could be like a 33 at some point. Like just, yeah, no. just the way it goes. You cannot, you can never say Brody Teske is not a career 25. And they we don't. were, we were I, I convinced, right? It's amazing, Brody yeah. Teske. She just can't see all it. All of a sudden, has problems holding 25. Alex Teske. Of no, com- uh. Camacho corner. He beat uh, Melendez nine four, and uh, Luke Werner ten four. His only two. He was twenty six and two. Which with like true freshmen, I just sometimes if you look at the record and they're just like busy, nice record and no like horrible losses. It's like you can almost prognosticate like next year they're gonna be pretty good. His only he lost to um, pitch by tech that happens. Then he lost to. I don't know Steve Bolzomi, but he beat him, and then he lost to him 10-9. Binghamton. Binghamton, yeah. yeah. Binghamton. So the one guy – now, WrestleStat has Steven ranked 127, but um, he might have been 4-10 and 10 last year. So that's – that is interesting. Now, to – Willie, to your point about wow. not – you know, not like these guys, they cannibalize each other, whatever. But how much that has to do with just, like, how solid that top five is as well as, like, fully where you're kind of like, you know, we got six spots just about set. How much of, how much no, of that has to do guess, with that? Well, yeah. But also, I, I don't know. There's no there's, – I mean, I was going to say there's no Spencer Lee coming in, but there's – he's sort of a unicorn. But there's – there's not. There's not even like a. There's not even like a pitch and any coming in. There's not even like a Patrick Glory. There's not a Patrick Glory coming in. There's no I mean, potential four-time champ coming in. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I mean, and here's maybe I'm convoluting things. Okay, 
he lost to the Bozelmi kid. I I also watched them at. It's hard to tell because I watched him at Vegas, and it's like, ah, he's not as far along as I thought he'd be at this point. But at the same time, those Empire kids almost never wrestle freestyle, and how how enthusiastic are they even to be there? And I mean. You know what I'm saying? None, none of those guys really differentiated themselves from one another. So here's the, the highest ranked 25 big boarders for class of 2019, because those are the guys we aren't discussing. Lucas Bird, who's going to redshirt, you have to figure, oh, yeah. with Petrowski. Yeah. Um, Aiden Reeves, who See, yeah, figures he's hurt. Yeah. He's hurt. And they got Mackle. Just doesn't make sense for him to go this year. Sammy Alvarez. Um... Rutgers. Well, I, if if they want Alvarez to go, I would imagine he he gives Aguilar. Like I think that's a real thing, that they wouldn't just say, "Hey, it's Aguilar's spot." Now, also, you have to consider. Does Soriano move down? Soriano making <laughs> a run at the Olympics, fifty-seven kilograms. For those of you who are not European, that is one hundred twenty-five and one half pounds. So it makes sense to hold 25 all year long and then go um, go for the trials a couple weeks later. That certainly injects a level of intrigue. Was it last year? Yeah, last year we had tiers and previews and all sorts of things, and we just went back and forth. Rankings, we went back and forth every single day. Mm-hmm. Three on 25, three on 33, three on 25, three on 33. Went back and forth a lot. So, yeah, that would be that, a Tier 1 guy, I assume. I think he'd be Tier 1. <laughs> he did win in Is that a possibility? Is that real a possibility? Yes. Possibility. Please, Lord baby Jesus. <laughs> That'd be sick. I Yeah. He better not wrestle for Italy. That'd, that'd irritate me. Then Eric Barnett is the next guy who I think he's – I like Eric Barnett, but I think he needs need a little bit. I hope he wrestles this year, though. I think – Wisconsin is going to be interesting. So with I think Brown it'd be good for him now, to get the reps. who did they have for the rest of the year? Is that Rotundo? They, they, it was hard. Tony Rotundo. Hard times in, in Badgertown at 125. Yeah, I could see him going right And away. then Kermit Henry's the next one. No, wow. they got Berwick. Well, I, th- I thought Berwick was going to be 33 after Mr. Gross leaves. The McHenry, man, Kurt McHenry, 37 on the big board. That could come back to be... The biggest bite ever. Or it could look somewhat prophetic, but I just think he's so good at the activity of wrestling that the if all we're talking about is size. Well, I, size what are bottom. you talking about? Bottom is the big concern. Just mat wrestling, big concern. I'm not big. I'm not bigly concerned. I think he can get out. If he gets big enough, I think he'll get away. What are, what are you saying here? What are you telling me? You have Kurt McHenry, 37th on the big board. Kurt Hen- McHenry's... Really, really good. You think he's too low? That's what you're saying. I think we could look back and be like, "Wow, he should be like top ten guy." Why? Because I think I think he's excellent. I think he has incredible wrestling skills. I think ultimately that's what will matter. I think the things I think he can do some stuff that very few guys in the country can. And if the only concern is how big is he? That's not the only concern. Uh, it's, yeah, there's way more concern. He couldn't score on anybody. He couldn't. I mean, they had trouble on bottom too, right? 
Yeah, the concern the right. the concerns are as follows: <clears throat> size, which that that I, I don't know. I think that gets worked For, out. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Hard pause here. This man is from. How are you going to put Maryland? You list Mark Hall is from Michigan. This dude is from Virginia. What Willie Sailor? Yeah, he's from Virginia. Well, I have all their. Uh, I mean, I have their. No, no, no. I list them. Mister, you put all the wrong states. You list David Taylor, Wyoming, and this and that. Kurt McHenry is from Virginia. Not, a, not on the big board. I didn't. I list. Well, there's Wyoming Seminary kids get listed as PA. The Jersey kids get listed as player all on right. the big board. Apologize to Virginia, and I'll let no man make his point. I'm sorry. Um, the and look, any anything can be fixed, right? But size what about a broken Matt, heart Matt concerns right both the ability to turn people <laughs> and the ability to to get out and then people figuring out how to stop his offense yeah I mean I mean that's the thing with me I love Kurt loved him since he's young buck spent time in pound for pound loved him but he couldn't take down high school sophomores that weighed in at the same weight as him at 113 okay. I mean maybe I'm too difficult. excited Fine. Uh, okay. Let's get to some questions. Do we, we want to yeah. talk about Joey McKenna to Pennsylvania Regional Training Center? Yeah, Joe, Joey McKenna to the Penn RTC. I didn't expect that. I figured he would stay at Ohio State, but he's an East Coast guy. Or Lehigh Valley. Or Lehigh Valley with he's, Buxton. He's a Buxton guy more than anything. But, yeah, good, uh, good pickup for, for Penn. Tom Ryan tweeted yesterday, um, seems like he might have gotten into the Wharton School of Business. Yeah. Hmm. So that probably is So why. he wants to go there? Yeah. That's like uh, pretty good. Yeah. School. <laughs> pretty, good. pretty good. All right. I have a good mind to go to the Wharton about this. <laughs> so good job. Congrats to Joey. Also, it's good to see them because uh, they got like that first wave, right? You know, BJ Rich, Dan, Chase. And then kind of all those guys are transitioning out and then bringing in a new group, right? Lee Zach, uh, McKenna, I think they have Fleetwood as well. So kind of bringing in like that second wave to, to get ready for, obviously for next year for 2020 oh and then also for What? He admitted. What? Oh my God, he admitted. McKenna, they, could, they should have t-shirts printed up, Fleetwood Mac. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did Brent Fleetwood ever win the Mac? Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think he did. I'll find out. Hang on. Dang it. <laughs> <sighs> All our best titles. Can't well, get it. Brandon Slay. Yeah. Brandon Slay has a good Slay relationship guy. with a lot of this. A lot of these kids, you know, he's been close with McKenna. He's been close with um, a lot of the kids that have made our international teams have been on the ladder for the cadet and junior teams. So, um, I think that Brandon Slay does an excellent job. At Penn, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Penn, you know, continue the trend of getting upper echelon kids. That's a good point. Well, the I mean, because I think Joey's relationship with Snyder going back from junior teams uh, played a big part in him ending up at Ohio State. And, and you're right. I think uh, Joey's relationship with Slay, based on junior teams, maybe I'm not sure if he was with them on the cadet team, but junior teams certainly also probably played a part. I wouldn't be surprised if Snyder ended up there. Kyle? 
Uh, Kyle Schneider. Yeah, I mean his his wife is in grad school, maybe at Penn. I don't know, but in Philly, I can't remember. If it, it might be Villanova. Oh, oh boy, that would be interesting. Also, Brent Fleet would never won the MAC. Darn it! Really? Dang it. Really? He can go his own way. Okay. Next thing. <laughs> <laughs> he took fourth, second, and then. Seventh? I didn't even know there were enough. Wow. They wrestled back for true seventh at MAC? Teams in the MAC to have a seventh place match, but all right. Well, there's about to be f- the well, half the are- teams against the NCAA are about to be MAC this year. Yeah, there are now. But Okay, next. Uh, now, now questions from friends. <clears throat> Stop interrupting me with great wrestlers moving. No, good pull there. Will a wrestler um, winning slash not winning a medal affect what weight class another wrestler goes Qualifying next year. Example: If Snyder does not medal, is Cox more likely to go 97? No, at least not in the case of Jaden Cox. Jaden no. Michael Tabori Cox is not. His mind does not work conventionally. <laughs> okay, he's not gonna. He's not gonna make some pragmatic. He's gonna go where he wants to go, and probably at no point in time is he thinking, "Oh, I I want to go here or, or there because it'll be easier or whatever." That's just. Not how that dude thinks. I don't think Jaden is afraid to go through the field. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which is what which is what he's gonna I have mean, to do. Which is basically what he said when he went ninety two this year. It's like I'm not worried about going and he know all right, the reason J- Jane Cox is because he's going ninety two this year, knowing that David Taylor which didn't happen, but knowing that David Taylor could go mm-hmm. um was probably gonna win eighty six or at least medal and for sure Snyder's gonna win or at least medal. At 97, he'd have to go through them. He was choosing to go through them anyways, so no. But for other guys, mm, I don't think so either. I don't think anyone is, like, that much of a tweener that they're, like, really – they're going to go whatever way they're going to be best at, right? That's my thought. Right. And especially, like, you gotta, I mean, you got to know. Like, if you're 61, you got to know, man, i got to shrink my body or i got to get bigger. Right? Yeah. I'm – I'm curious, um, gross down to 57, if that is, like, humanly possible. I'm just thinking he about... He said that on Justin Bosch's podcast. Oh, snap. That guy, 57 could be absolutely absurd. Dayton, Spencer, Suriano, Nashon, Cologne's coming down. Gross is coming down. Got to figure Graf's coming down. I'm so excited uh, to see. There are many names I did not say. I didn't say. Got to figure Nico's coming down. Yeah, I'm so excited to see Seth Gross again. That dude is so freaking good. He's so good. Mike Mal was breaking down his wrestling. He's like, he might be the top, best top wrestler ever. <laughs> he <laughs> was like, so disrespected last year when like we were getting we were oh, hyping yeah. up Dayton Gross match, and everyone was just completely writing him off. And he's like, guys. What are you doing? He's going to – I think he's going to win the Hodge this year. Yeah. No Dayton. Maybe no Suriano. No Michich. <laughs> who is Who is he not – Majoring, tur- yeah. Turning with in- incredible regularity. I mean, he I mean, he turned <laughs> he, he turned, turned Michich. Michich, yeah. He beat That's why literally why he won the match. He meet, beat Michich twice, sort of handily. He kind of was like – I don't want to say breaking at the end there, but, you know, he was just giving up the takedowns at the end. Oh, he was just playing it safe, letting them take him down. Yeah, he's yeah. like, whatever. Um, who is 
I mean, Teasdale? Who's coming in? RBY? Those, those are the names we're going to be discussing. Pletcher. Pletcher. I don't know. Because, so looking at Hodge, if we're saying Zahid is maybe wrestling an abbreviated schedule. Mm-hmm. Going to be tough. Um, now him having three titles to the grossest two might swing some people. Uh, I mean Spencer. Chenzo has never been a bonus guy. Bonus machine. Now, if he wins three and goes undefeated in that weight, that's obviously extremely impressive. And then Spencer, yeah. And Mark Hall. He'll yeah, be a Mark. Four-time finalist. If he goes out a champion at seventy-four, but again, the bonus numbers haven't been there relative to previous Hodge winners for. Right, Rel- relative to I mean, relative to Seth Gross, right? Relative to Ch- Seth. Ch- Chenzo and, and Mark have never had bonus numbers like Seth Gross. If you take, if you just take Seth's sophomore year or junior year and say that happens this year, there's a pretty good chance he wins wins the Hodge just based on who's left, the schedules, and the bonus um, situation. He's going to be in the mix. Now I got to look it up. It was. Let's see if we can. Oh, they don't have it. Dang. Okay. Disregard. It will come down to. It will come down to dominance. I think there'll be multiple people with undefeated records, and it'll come down to dominance, and won't have to go to like legacy points. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, it was clear that it was Bo this year. I think it'll be clear. I think. I think in general, there's a clear win. I think there's been a clear number one choice every time. They haven't always won, but I think there's a clear one that's outlined. By the criteria that it doesn't come down to. Well, I mean, I, we're I mean we're in this era. We're we're in this era of exceptional seasons where, yeah, you, you go beyond. Well, you know he's a three-time finalist and he's a four-time finalist and look at their bonus rates and he pins more but he texts more. I mean, they're that we're, we're spoiled in these special seasons when, I mean, there were times when it was like. There's only two undefeated guys, right? And and you have to weigh the pros and cons of just those two, right? Yeah. What if Kassar just kills everyone? <laughs> it's possible. He had 70% bonus percentage last year. Man. Goodness gracious. He's also a take-down machine. All right, this, this, this was Seth Gross' 2017-18 uh, season. 29-1, and one, which, by the way, the one was the NCAA finalist up a weight. Who was a multiple-time NCAA right. finalist? So throw that out. Bryce Meredith. Yeah, uh, twelve pins, seven techs, five majors. So twenty-four bonus point wins in twenty-nine matches, which is a four-point-nine dominance score. I'm <laughs> trying to find. Uh, That's stupid. Wow. So th- kind of taking it back to the Olympic trials, where. When is the last time Seth Gross weighed in at 125? He was like a 38 his senior year of high school, or 32 or 38 his senior year of high school. A while. Like how far – are we talking like 2011? I mean, even when he was on teams, even when he was on age-level teams, he was always bigger than 25. Yeah. I mean, he made the, the junior world team at 60. Let me uh, see when he made the cadet team. Even cadet was 58. 58, which is like one – 27. 20, 27. So is and big, that was day before. Day before weigh-ins as a cadet. Senior level. 2012. How is he? Someone call Seth. How is he going to do this? I'm I'm nervous. Seth, I'm nervous. 
you know, someone tell them it's day of two hour weigh in. You're going to make weight, okay? And in two hours, you're going to have to wrestle like Tyler Graff. Just, just so you know. It's going to be like that. And then after you beat him, it's going to be like someone else really, really good. So he won. Right, so 58 is really close, obviously. 2012, 2012. That year, Fargo, he won. Cadet won 26. Yeah. Been a while. Going to be going to be interesting. Okay. Here we go. Next question. Sorry for the delay there. That was fun. Um, is Sammy Sasso, this question's for Willie, who's not allowed to answer, but we'll make an exception. Never mind about uh, – is Sammy Sasso the next wrestler from District 11 to win an NCAA title? Does Labriola have a legitimate shot? Am I allowed to answer? Yeah, go ahead. I'll allow it. <laughs> Tyler hey. Graff wrestled 55 kilograms in 2007. That's the last time he wrestled. Who, Tyler Graff? Yeah. No, he he was at the trials. At 57? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he got third. He beat, I think he beat Nashon. He definitely um, was at the Olympic trials in 2016 at 57. I think that Labriola does have a shot. And I'm I'm a little bummed that, I mean, not that the guys wouldn't have figured this out at some point, but Labriola was going to be like my sleeper higher pick in the fantasy thing because of everybody leaving the weight. Um, now, that, I mean, that being said, you go back and look at his last year, I mean, he was in a real war just to place, right? He had a war with Dylan Lighty in the blood round. Um, but with the composition of the weight this year and who's back and who's not, well, I guess, I mean, if Mark's there, it's, it's Mark Hall. Um, Kimmer. But What about going forward, though? I think that's more his question. I don't think a lot of people are going to pick Labriola to win this particular year, even with I, I, I would, if... If Mark wasn't in there, I'd think that Labriola is one of the top contenders. Hmm. Also, I mean, Sammy no... could win it this year. Yeah, I think Sam. I think it is. I think it's the answer to Trevor Brunson's question is Sammy Sasso is the next one. Now he's got mm-hmm. some guys to go through, but he do. He he's closer to the one than Labriola is to the one this year. What are even? What are even the rankings? What are even the rankings at 57 or 49 this year? O'Connor. Austin O'Connor. A- AOC 1. Noah. No Kolodzik. DJT 45. DJT 45? Yeah. You, what does that mean? AOC is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She and Donald J. Trump, the 45th president, don't like each other. Yeah. Got it. Next question. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why? Right, let's go back to Nomad's rudeness. Adam McFarlane, who works here, asks, why can't Wrestling Nomad even give me a polite nod when I, we cross paths in the hallway? I don't, I, I don't know how much I see Adam McFarlane in the hallway. Well, you probably see him every day. Do you day. know who Adam McFarlane is? Yes, I know who Adam McFarlane is. Did you congratulate him on his new baby? No, I didn't. I didn't know he had a new baby. Well, it's not that new, but pretty new as far as babies go. Okay. What was it two? I don't think I. I <laughs> two year old. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just give him a nod. No, give him a nod. It'd, it'd go a long way for Adam. 
Okay, great question here for Willie. Would Willie prefer to run a half marathon or eat an entire Casey's pizza in one sitting with no Budweiser to wash it down? I I like running. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, if you liked running, you, you like would running run so much. You do it all the time. You like you you like you eat me. You eat pizza. You eat substandard food far more often than you run. Hold on, hold on. Wait, can we define substandard? Because I mean, Kyle tried right. to dunk on me saying bar I will. food. I I eat good food. Guys. No, you you eat bar food from bars that's not high quality. Okay, okay, that's not true. It is it's true. Not true. I might eat junk food. But it's quality, like, like I don't eat. You guys eat more junk than I do, like, like, like low grade <laughs> dog food. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of snobby when it comes to food. I eat like good food. No. Get come on, Kyle. No, I'm. He's such a liar right now. What are you talking? This about? guy, every coverage you go on, you belly up at the bar, and then. You order yes. uh, either a rack of ribs or buffalo okay. wings from Applebee's and then say it's quality food. Yeah. And you eat better food than us. Uh, I, I, listen, eating ribs, I do get ribs a lot from Applebee's. They're quite excellent. He gets here, – here's uh, the willy move. Gets the full rack, eats one to two, <laughs> brings the rest back to the hotel, doesn't eat them, and just sets them out. Just wastes them. Yeah. And he's never even tried Casey's, so what does he know? I'm massively. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know. No, no. Listen, I said I would try Casey's. All all I'm saying, guys, with this Casey's thing, and is it it, okay? One, there's two things. One, it doesn't look appetizing to me. Okay. Kyle's Kyle's gonna throw out there. Oh, you're too good for it. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm too good. You said you were. No, no. You told me at Fargo you were. Verbatim. I said, Kyle, I am I am too good for Casey's Pizza. No, I said, you just need to tell me, because that was the reason you want to try it. And you go, okay, yeah, I do think I am too good for Casey's Pizza. You said that. Because, well, maybe because you badgered me for a half hour to try Casey's Breakfast Pizza. <laughs> so you uh, said the thing that yeah. you said I you will, didn't say. I will. I, will okay, yes. I, I don't <laughs> walk around saying I'm too good for certain products. Uh I will try Casey's Pizza, but let's let's be clear here, guys. I'm not saying it, 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 Casey's Pizza tops out at what? On a scale of one to ten, what is Casey's Pizza? I don't top know. Out this has at? gotten blown out of proportion because you just yeah, it really think has. You're too good for it mm-hmm. and won't try it. We've just said it's good and that you should try yeah, no it. No one's and ever then popped this up as a ten. And then we all you're know like, it's gas station pizza, Willie. I want, I want, like, no, no, it's no, no, trash. No. I'm never trying it. Da, 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 da. Hold on, but I want to unpack that, Willie, to, to Bracky's point. Let him unpack. So let's say it tops out at a four. You're yeah. saying you never eat four? I think it's like a six or seven. I was going to say, sure. I bet it's a sure. six or seven. Six yeah. or seven, fine. You're saying you oh, never eat You never eat a five? You never eat a four in terms of food quality? No, I said I'll try it. Listen, at the the one the one opportunity I had to eat it, the one time that Kyle is trying to get me to eat this pizza and I'm like, "No. Uh, get out of here. It looks terrible." No. It's like 7:30 in the morning at Fargo. That's I'm when not you exactly eat breakfast pizza. <laughs> yes. That's ah, the point. You're describing peak breakfast window, Willie. Yeah. So that's when most people eat the first meal of the day. That is breakfast. I, I don't I don't eat breakfast ever. I usually don't eat until three o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, and certainly not that, Casey's breakfast. <laughs> Willie's fitness tips. 
Will you eat Casey's breakfast pizza yeah, at three o'clock not- in the afternoon? I'll have. <laughs> I will have Casey's breakfast pizza for breakfast. Hey, does it have to be breakfast pizza? Yes. Can I just get a slice of Casey's pizza? All right, let's go. I'll have I'll have Casey's pizza at who's number one. All right. Okay. Perfect. Because we know you're not gonna run a half marathon. Okay. What? You know what? I'm tired of these questions. Because I feel like we answered them a thousand times, and I'm just gonna ask this question just to shoot shoot fires shots fired at listeners who don't listen to every episode. What's the reason for the double bronze? We've talked about this no less than 36 times, Bracky's eagle statue, and you've probably been seeing their eagle statue listening. So (laughs) pay attention. They do it basically so they have more medals, literally, so they can say, oh, Senegal wrestled for a medal this year and this and that. That's the only reason they do it. It's not just wrestling it does it, by the way. Yeah. I'm sure archery. Other sports, no, archery does not do it, but other combat sports, judo does it. Yeah. Um, so that's why. Does Willie still love Mongolian women? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to give any context there because that's more more interesting. Oh, it's fine. No, quick. I, I want to hear quick. Name your favorite. Name, he's asking that because I used to root for the Mongolian women's freestyle team. Name your f- favorite on the panel here. Name your favorite foreign squads. For me, it's real easy. I like I like Hungary's Greco team. I like Azerbaijan's freestyle team. I don't know who I like uh, women's freestyle. I guess I used to like Mongolia. I don't know anymore. Um, you guys, what what program do you like that's not American? Cuba. Cuba. What's German Cuba? German Greco. I would have said Azerbaijan freestyle for a while, but they are dirty. In what way? Like pokey Probably and more than one. singlet grabby and <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Cuba's a good one. And for women, I don't know. What's that noise? China. Certainly what not Japan. It? Is that practice? Bouncing her knee. Fidgeting. What? Yeah. I don't even know how you guys hear that. I don't even hear it. It's really loud. And do it again. Yeah, yep. that's you. Jeez. Sound test. Midstream. I don't, I don't even hear it. I, I'm surprised it's picking it up too, but it is. Okay. Loudly. Um. Brock Desert. How do I convince my wife to have a kid? All right, this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> is why you come to FRL. Yeah. So as uh, so, there's two people who have successfully convinced their wives to have children with us on this panel. Out um, of two that we know of. Out of two. It's two out of two. What do you mean? You were the only ones with wives. That's true. That's true. So it's a hundred percent success rate here on the show. Yeah. Don't have to have a wife to convince someone to have a baby. Well, I know, with but you. he asked about a wife. That is yeah. true. His wife. Um. What? For me, it's easy. Uh, it doesn't take much convincing. You know. I think there's a couple things that need to be determined. Number one. Doesn't. Yes. Number one. Does a goalie need to be pulled or not? Um. <laughs> that's yeah. does there is there yeah is there is there outside intervention necessary right so does the goalie need to be pulled or not second is this another kid <laughs> is this i just saw first, willie's reaction is this first kid yeah 
Does you know? Does like she a- or you have a kid from a previous marriage? It says a kid. It sounds like Brock is trying just to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have I have a. Uh, I don't know how to answer this. I do alcohol. Get a get a couple <laughs> bottles of wine. Have an accident. <laughs> well, that's why that's why question one is so important. That's why question one is so important. And then lastly, you know, where where are you two at in terms of your careers? I love that Nomad took the lead on this. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I love it. I'll take this one, Christian. Well, two things. <laughs> Real simple, two questions. So, Brock, if you provide me all of those things, I will refer you to Christian and Brecky. Yeah. It will be interesting to see what Brock says because uh, I believe his Twitter bio uh, says he's anti-nomad. Wow. Jeez. What a jerk. Yeah. Brock Desert, if you take take that out of your bio, I'm never asking another one of your questions again. Uh, but seriously, good luck on having a, a child. That's that's a beautiful thing. Matt Matt Klein wants fantasy football advice. Matt, DM me, buddy. I'm all over it. He will, this is a big, huge week. He will not hit you back, though, so I'm sorry, Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt Klein, I will. Here's a little sleeper it's, for you. It's about His fantasy is... football. His name's Alvin Kamara. No one's heard of him. Whoa. Deep sleeper from Bracky. Um, which betting line is higher, Zane versus the field at Worlds or Yanni versus the field at Worlds? Uh, I would – Yanni would be my, my pick to do better. Yes. Same. So I don't know if you're saying, like, which betting line is higher in terms of, like, minus versus plus or – yeah, I don't I, either, but... I, I don't know which way you're going with higher there, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Hey, um, anything else before we go? Any other ones you're, you're dying to ask on here? From questions with friends? No. What, Willie? I just can't believe Brock Desert wrote that question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My wife to have a kid. Normally, in mo- most people's experience, it's the opposite. It's normally like, how do I, you know... It's the wives that are often driving. They have that that uh, that maternal instinct. They get the baby fever more so than, than well, the men. There's a clock involved yeah. there. Um, I, I have two things okay. that uh, aren't necessarily specifically tied. To, well, this one is. Anyway, uh, are you guys excited to meet Sparky Sparky Boo Man at oh, yeah. St. Yanni Redux? Oh, I hope he gets in your face, Willie. What? Because you're anti-Sparky Sparky Boo Man. (laughs) You've refused to answer his questions. You've told him to change his handle. He's got the best handle in the business. I recognize greatness. The Twitter handle is ridiculous. Sparky Sparky Boo Man? (laughs) I mean, his questions questions are okay. I think he's a pretty good cat. But Sparky Sparky, you're a grown freaking man. Sparky Sparky Boo Man? You have some... Grown man takes that are, yeah, like your anti cartoons one, when there's stupid. Rick and Morty and Archer and like all of these shows that are very <laughs> clearly for adults that are, just happen to be animated that people love. I've never really seen Archer. They are but I like patently insane. No, they're not. You don't think South Park's funny? Yeah, South Park. <sighs> no, I cannot. Come on. 
You wow. have better things in life to do than watch that. Okay, here we like... go. Yes, Willie. <laughs> really? Yeah. White collar Willie, baby. Wow. You don't have anything better to do? I... Maybe Adult tax returns. Court. I want Willie to start keeping a log of his daily routine. And then we... I so, can start asking, you don't have anything better Willie. to do than this, than Willie. this, than this. Let than me this. ask you something. Better to do than I'm watch freaking... cartoons. Tax returns or watch cartoons? Which is better to do? Tax returns. Well, you don't do Which those don't either. Do either. But listen, I got a couple minutes of free time. Cartoons is like fantasy football. It's uh, made up. No, it's no, it's not. Football, it's fantasy football. It's like at least you can win money well. doing that. It's sports. It's it's very analytical. I mean, I'm not watching. I'm I'm not. Oh, I got a couple minutes. What should I do? Oh, let's watch fart jokes animated. No, well, not all of them are fart jokes. That. And then uh, lastly. We should suss this out further on Thursday. Let's have a good sussing. With the the news of Angel X retirement being branded as surprising and bizarre, worse than the most surprising bizarre moments in wrestling, can be a match result or something that happened off the mat. I don't think it should be a match result just because, like... Upsets. Yeah, there are all kinds of crazy upsets that that would just be a whole show, like top upsets of all time. But, like, things that happened off the mat would be a fun... The first Five time I saw minutes. guns pulled in at Russian events, that was jarring to me. Mm, mm-hmm. But then I run, mm. then I just I learned about different cultures. Yeah, I'm now more cultured, and I know uh, the culture of these countries. But I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a good one for uh, for Thursday. The Mongolian Maybe strip do like down a top has three. to be number one. Yeah, yeah, that's no, yeah. That's Two funny. Olympic coaches disrobed. <laughs> <laughs> right there he is. Right there he is. I mean, that happened. What a gem. At the Olympics. At the, the Olympics. Biggest spectacle in, the biggest spectacle on, in sports. That was like two, two matches before Kyle got Snyder down to their tidings. That was an unbelievable. What a ride. Like, we had, to, we, had to, we had to refocus on Kyle Snyder after that happened. I, I Bader was like, took his clothes off, I think. Yeah. I think most, yeah. there was a little, yeah. We were here at the office watching, remember? Yeah. I definitely disrobed. Um, yeah. They, we work in a building full of Olympic sports sites, and we were going crazy up in the skybox, and R. people R. were like, other people in the building were like, well, what's happening? What's happened at wrestling in the Olympics? And we had to tell them. Well, they disrobed. Mongolians. naked. <sighs> okay. I'd like to discuss that further. We'll discuss it further. It's going to be tough to top that one. I think that's the leader going into it. Um, But we'll be back next Thursday. We're ready to go, Troy and Caleb. Thanks so much for listening to 401 episodes. We'll be back in two days from now. Can uh, Nomad, can you commit to Thursday? No. Nomad's out. I actually won't be here Thursday. Oh, yeah. Kyle, once again, betraying us for football. He betrays us for football at all Listen, costs. I have to go protect freedom yeah, and a bowl to, that comes with it. He's going to the Freedom Bowl, guys. Um, you should watch that if you like football. Willie will be here unless he has something better to do. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing better to do. Friday I have a fantasy draft, though, in New York City. It's a big one. That sounds actually kind of fun. Um, we'll be back Thursday. It's Yanni Zane week. We can't wait for it. Labor Day. Buy tickets to Who's Number One. They're going yeah, fast. They are going real fast. They're in my bio. Do you, any of you guys have them in your bio? They're in his bio. No. Nomad, you do win. We have, do we have them on They're the, on the uh, Who's Number One event, event page, too. Yeah. They're in a bunch of the Who's Number One articles. 
Iowa's website. Or just DM Willie for fantasy football advice and tickets. He'll he'll hook you up with either. I still owe I owe a kid from Iowa a flow headband from like 2009. There, you he still gonna, owe me a shirt he from gonna come collect it. when I was freelancing back in 2011. There's so many broken promises, Willie. So many broken promises. Yeah, I'll hook you up, bro. No, you won't. No, he won't ever hook you up. See you guys. Thanks.